KRCL, 90.9 FM, HD1 in Salt Lake City, Ogden, and Provo. 96.7 FM in Park City, on the web at krcl.org. Listener-supported community radio. KRCL amplifies the work of community nonprofits, like the Share House of Catholic Community Services of Utah, which accepts in-kind donations to help refugees setting up a new home in Utah. More details online at ccsutah.org slash programs. Welcome to Radioactive, a show that plugs you into the community. I'm your host, Braden Timmerman, and tonight, students from Salt Lake Community College will be taking over Radioactive in partnership with Amplify Utah and KRCL 90.9 to talk about drag, legislation, and ex-Mormonism on TikTok. Right now, I'm joined with local Salt Lake Community College student journalist Jude Mocker, as well as Nicole Spearman. They have both written articles that we'll be referencing today, so I figured it'd be a wonderful way to get them on air. How are y'all doing? So good. <laughs> doing good. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you guys on tonight. Uh, would you guys like to elaborate on what articles you've written? Yeah, Jude, you can go first. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I um, some time ago I wrote an article about um, drag performers in uh, Salt Lake, but specifically the issue of um, having children go to all ages events mm-hmm. um, and the backlash that came of that and it's still going on now more has come of it so oh, yeah. it's good to be here and talk about it and keep elaborating on it especially at such a fraught time for queer youth mm-hmm. um, so yeah thank you for having me yeah absolutely I'm so glad to have you on Nicole um, yeah so I wrote a story um, a month or two ago about ex-Mormon TikTok and um, kind of how it's like blown up on TikTok and how Gen Z is um, the least religious generation yet of our time. Um, but today we're going to be talking more just about like ex-Mormons in general um, and talking to two people that I interviewed for my story, Samantha Shelley and Tanner Gilliland. So yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. So tell me, what inspires you two to pursue journalism? Sure. Once again, um, I I feel like I need to pursue journalism because there is such a lack of good journalism right now. It feels like, uh, you know, in the, in the age of misinformation and Twitter, we we need more people to just say how it is and stand up for what's right, honestly. And that's why I felt so compelled to enter journalism but also to do this story in particular Mm -hmm. that's why i feel Mm -hmm. pulled to journalism gotcha all right i have to agree with you i just feel like i love being in the know of what's happening and especially in my community but in the world and um i have found a passion about like writing about it um and so yeah that's i think why I want to pursue journalism. (laughs) Wonderful. Gotcha. So, I mean, you're both slick students. I got to ask, why slick? Um, It was the cheapest. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Fair enough. Yeah. Affordability is definitely the game. It's the best I agree with that. I could not. Every every person I talk to about slick, I Mm -hmm. recommend it highly. I say go to slick because you'll save a bunch of money, Mm -hmm. but also the instructors there actually care and they support us every step of the way. So I feel very mm-hmm. confident about my education there. And they also have like one of the best broadcasting journalism programs, totally. I think, yeah. So expansive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at us here on air tonight, right? I think that's a really wonderful opportunity. That oh yeah, great opportunities us. from there. Yeah, yeah, it's been really wonderful. 
Um, well, I wanted to appreciate both of you, give you a little spotlight here at the beginning. Thank you so, so much for joining me, and I'm so excited to have you on for the rest of the show. Uh, the next segment we'll be talking about is going to be Dragon Legislation with local performers Hysteria, as well as Not Agenda. And to get us there, we're going to be listening to Dancing on My Own by Callum Scott here on KRCL 90.9 FM. Somebody said you go and friend. KRCL, that was once again Dancing on My Own by Callum Scott right here on KRCL 90.9 FM. To kick us into our current conversation with local drag performers Hysteria and Not Agenda, as well as Salt Lake Community College student journalist Jude Mocker. Uh, I am your host, Braden Timmerman. This is uh, Radioactive in partnership with Amplify Utah. How are y'all doing today? Great. Good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Doing so good. good once again <laughs> yeah well Doing thank good. you guys so so much for coming out here i really appreciate you taking the time to come on air with me tonight we've got some wonderful conversations to have yeah absolutely thank you for having us yeah yeah absolutely thank you so, much. so jude i want to kick it to you first sure you wrote an article uh in collaboration actually with miss hysteria here I and did. so i just was curious what inspired you to write about drag yeah i mean i've i've always personally loved drag but i also think that as far as the art scene in Salt Lake goes, drag is such a integral part of it nowadays. Um, I feel like so many people I know go out to the drag shows. I, I don't yet because I'm not of age, <laughs> but I will be. Um, Get it. Because there's, I mean, there's so much fun in drag. There's, it's so lively. It's like, it's one of the most exciting um, live entertainment performances you can see in this city and um, I felt like as a member of the queer community myself it it only felt right to hear that you know if I had the opportunity to write a story and get published in the Salt Lake Tribune um, through Slick mm -hmm. that I should write about the queer community so I'm, I'm glad to do so. Yeah, Aww. yeah, I'm glad you did too. And that's a huge achievement, having your story published in the Tribune like that. You should be very proud of yourself. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So then I'm going to kick it over to our two performer he performers here. How are y'all feeling about tonight's events? I mean, good generally on a personal note. Yeah, but <laughs> feeling pretty good. Not the national yeah. level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So then I just wanted to start out by asking, how did you two both discover drag? You go for it. Okay, cool. I discovered drag because I, well, I, I, I've always been watching drag since mm -hmm. I was like 12 and 13. I used to secretly watch RuPaul's Drag Race and it, it was never something that I was like supposed to do, right? <laughs> like my dad was always like, no, 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 you can't do that. Mm -hmm. But it was, it, it's something that I always was drawn to and was drawn to how over the top it was and, and how celebratory it was. And I, I think specifically in Utah, it's also um, a, a, an act of resistance and it's counterculture and it's punk because we live in this like re religious hegemony. So mm. for me, it's always been an act of rebellion and mm -hmm. an, an act of, of celebration for myself. Gotcha. Thank oh, you so much, snaps. Mrs. Daria. I appreciate that. How about cool. you, Not Agenda? Yeah. Uh, so for me, it was a little different because there wasn't mm -hmm. like a lot of femme or well, not a lot of mask drag. You only mm -hmm. see femme drag. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I actually started doing burlesque classes during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and then through that community, I met more drag kings and I was like, oh, this is an option. Nice. And so at that point, I just like met more of the community and they started teaching me what they knew. And it was a very like local 
local supported um art when it came to myself and creating not agenda yeah and then and then we had like an explosion of kings in salt lake and mm -hmm. it was so exciting and yeah. so that's kind of how i got into it that is really exciting so then how long have both of you been doing drag for i am just hitting my one year anniversary this week uh, of, of performing in Yay. drag yeah i Happy i've been birthday. performing for <laughs> years <laughs> but but it go. finally came the time to put on a wig and put on a full face of paint and uh, yeah i love it cute um i've now i'm like a year and a half so we're not that yeah, not yeah, too, not far, too off. far off mm -hmm. gotcha okay well i'm really glad to have y'all on tonight uh, another question i've got for you is what inspires your drag oh <laughs> my gender i'm always <laughs> chasing it i don't know mm -hmm. what it means or mm -hmm. what it is elusive so, yeah it's elusive it's always. in the distance uh, mine is definitely from the name because we just live in a hysterical world. There's so much going on that that feels so fake or feels absolutely constructed and has no reason <laughs> to exist, <laughs> right? Totally. And we're all just kind of having to push through hysterically and, and, and find our own meaning in life. Wow. Love that. love that. Love that. Well, thank you both so much. So, you know, I think a lot of times there's a misconception um, that drag is really for people who identify as trans only. So mm. then as performers, how do you differentiate between gender expression and gender identity? That's a great question. And it's funny you say that because I feel like, um, at least locally, and this is just my experience, it's still a minority of performers that are trans. It's a majority of cis people and there are straight people because anybody mm. can do drag. Yeah. Um, it just happens to be my journey that I don't I don't really separate from my gender expression and identity, mm -hmm. but that's definitely not the case for probably even most drag artists. It's a persona. It's who you are in a different part of yourself. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely, and like gender identity being something that is so integral to someone and is deeply felt and it is is meaningful to their everyday life. Um, it, it is something different than gender expression in, in how you mm -hmm. present yourself. Mm -hmm. And so your identity, your expression, and your sex all do not have to match. And the, you can have these mismatched things that that you, you perform and, and you exhibit in, in different ways. And it kind of depends on the space you're in. Like if you see me at my day job, you're mm -hmm. not going to see what I look like <laughs> at, my, at my nighttime gigs, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, switching gears just a little bit, I want us to touch on legislation. Um, you know, there's a lot of legislative push recently against drag mm -hmm. performers. Yeah. Um, in a lot of states, we've seen so many bills popping up that really blur the lines between what exactly is drag expression and performance under state law. How do you all feel about that as performers? Oh. It's scary. It, yeah, it's, it's yeah. terrifying. Scary. Especially because a lot of the definitions they're using in these bills, they're not like even structured in a way that would affect all drag artists or even pass in the states that they're drafted and um, voted in. So we know that a lot of it is just, it's just there to antagonize. It's just there to demean, mm -hmm. you know, the queer and trans community Absolutely. and any gender expression that doesn't follow within their beliefs. And that's what's kind of frustrating is knowing that it's just for oppression. Yeah, it, it feels as though it's a way of controlling bodies, of, of having power over mm. something you maybe don't understand or are afraid of, um, and is a way to enact a, a sense of power over that. Yeah. But really, the, these laws and these legislations, there's they don't really cover everything. Or and, and, not even uh, close. Or, or and not even close. <laughs> right. Yeah, th there are so many drag performers that if you look at the, like, 
the the text of them fall outside of those definitions. Oh, yeah. And, and so it, it's kind of a question of what are these people trying to attack? Right. Right. Especially like where you're a drag queen, I'm a drag king. Um, a lot of le- legislation just attacks drag queens. Mm. It's yeah. no makeup, yeah. no dresses, wigs. Yeah. And they all go for that. So it's this like attacking of drag queens and still erasure and ignorance of drag kings. And then there's other types of drag, like drag creature and non-binary that still are completely outside of those mm-hmm. definitions. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think we can see and notice that trend as well in legislation mm-hmm. that targets trans youth, especially in sports and athletics. I mean, mm. you can see countless bills that target specifically trans women, um, but I feel like very little about trans men. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. there's just this larger fear of that it's predatory which is kind of funny because it's based around like being afraid of men Mm -hmm. even though trans women are not men say it again yeah exactly trans women are women right here from krcl folks (laughs) that's right (laughs) Um, so then the next question i have for you too is do you anticipate utah to adopt any legislation that is specifically anti-drag I I hope I not. <laughs> I I, uh, I would not be surprised if it's proposed, especially with Idaho moving oh yeah. forward. Yeah, it, it's scary to see states around us moving that way. Like mm-hmm. we have a few uh, anti-drag bills in Arizona. I think yeah. there's like four right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, and, and so to see things in Arizona, Idaho, Wyoming, it, it, it's scary to see that around it and right. to to feel it, like I'm in danger because. Does that make me a criminal suddenly? Mm -hmm. Will I have all these misdemeanors and felonies and offenses Mm -hmm. for putting on a wig and glitter and doing what you already do and and doing (laughs) exactly what I do? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really tragic reality, I think, of the state of our legislation in America. Um, And I'm sorry that both of you have to deal with that so prevalently. Thanks. Um, But I'm really proud of you both for coming on air tonight and talking about this and standing up, fighting back. It's really admirable. Thank Thank you. you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So then what kind of uh, effects do you think this would have on the local drag scene if they were to proposition any kind of bills in Utah? Um, I think a lot of, so right now it's like mainly queer spaces that host drag shows. There are like a lot of like open public spaces that still have drag shows. So mm-hmm. I think if we have legislation, we'll see less of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where we'll, we'll see it disappear yeah. from like restaurants. Right, and, exactly. Uh, uh, different venues Cafes. that aren't specifically catered to 21 up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think we'll see also probably like an incre- increase of underground performance mm. of people doing like yeah local private shows local counterculture yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little more punk a It'll little more be edgy. There. yeah that's yeah, right that's where i want to be <laughs> i know it's like oh darn yeah. you just don't get paid for those <laughs> no. if i'm getting paid <laughs> the gig is paid we gotta show up right <laughs> Um, so then the next thing I wanted to give a quick shout out to actually um, was the fact that on Thursday, February 9th, there's going to be another uh, rally protest mm. for trans youth at the Capitol. It's going to be at 5 uh, p.m. once again at the Salt Lake City State Capitol. Uh, I just wanted to know if either of you guys planned on attending or joining. Yeah, I yeah. saw that today. Wasn't it like a sing in or something? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, totally. I have yeah. my eyes out. I will on definitely that. be there. Yeah, yeah why glad not? to hear it. Glad to hear it. Glad Thank to hear y'all you. showing that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll pick you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's incredibly important to get that information out there. And especially, mm-hmm. I mean, we're on the air, so might as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it would be impossible to sit here and talk today if we weren't talking about the recent bill against trans youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's important to keep bringing that up yeah. and keep fighting for that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. Um, one of the things I also was kind of curious to gauge your guys' feelings about 
Um, despite the fact that we don't have any legislation currently in Utah that is against trans uh, and drag performance, uh, I think we're still seeing the ramifications of this legislation from other states oh, leading absolutely. into our own. I mean, everything that yeah. happened at Tizanti, how do you feel about that as performers? Um, I mean, I we were driving by uh, the night it happened, and so we saw protesters outside, um, and it, it it's scary. I mean, I am... Uh, afraid of being labeled something I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of mm -hmm. being seen as a villain mm -hmm. and as someone who is actively out to harm people. Um, it, because ultimately I'm not. Everything I do in my art is celebratory it, or is something that is meant to subvert a social message and teach change mm -hmm. or is meant mm. to inspire someone to to think critically about how we've structured our society and how mm -hmm. gender exists in the world today. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, we even kind of have these policed drag shows currently with our blue laws um, yeah. and, and that, yep. that specifically target um, uh, AFAB bodies. Yep. Uh, and mm -hmm. so we see a lot of policing of drag kings and of AFAB yes, performers thank you. in Utah. And so it, it's not like we don't have anti-drag bills because we we do have laws that do prohibit types of drag performance mm -hmm. already mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yeah absolutely and even especially like on a social media level with like it kind of doesn't matter what states these do go up in they affect anybody that is online in drag and i've had totally. i mean i'm sure you've had too yeah. just like the worst comments about being oh, groomers God, yeah. and just <laughs> just horrible stuff yeah. and yeah 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 really defamatory stuff and i'm mm -hmm. sorry that both of you have to experience that Thanks. Um, but Thank once you. again, just want to reiterate, I'm so proud of all of y'all for coming <laughs> on here and speaking Thank as queer you. voices. It's incredibly important that we get that out there. Thank so you. Thank you both again for coming on. Um, one of the other things I was really curious about is um, if this has at all affected your approach towards venues, um, what venues to take, or maybe the size of the crowd. Um, yeah, definitely. And like, and I'm doing a little extra things like knowing where emergency exits are mm -hmm. a little bit more than I was. Mm -hmm. um, when I walk to my car after venues, I'd, I'm more likely to have somebody come with me mm -hmm. or just like be calling like on the phone. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just a little bit hyper aware of my safety when mm -hmm. I just kind of wasn't before. You're taking extra precautions. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. Yeah. yeah. I feel like recently I, I've had to be a little more conscious of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like with the recent um, move in anti-drag bills across the nation, like it kind of has pushed me to be like, I want to do as much as I can. Like yeah. <laughs> we, we've got to be visible, Good. right? We, we have to be seen. We have to have our voices heard. But at the same time, it's like, while I'm doing that, I, I need to be conscious of, am I going to be in danger? Is mm -hmm. there security at the event? Is mm -hmm. there going to be an accessible exit from the backstage? Right. Well, things like that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a dangerous time. Yeah, Truly. yeah it really is a, danger, a dangerous time. Um, I guess for this last little bit, I just wanted to give you two maybe a second to both vocalize any opinions or beliefs you may have towards Utah legislators or legislators outside of Utah as well. Um, yeah, for me, it's just the biggest part is we just want to be left alone. We're just here to be happy people that largely lip sync and... <laughs> paint our faces fun <laughs> colors and that's really it mm -hmm. and we're not doing anything more we're just happy people and support your local drag yes. it really does help us when uh the community shows up yeah support your local drag um i i think it's important to 
be critical of our legislators right now, especially in the last year where we had Governor Cox veto the anti-trans mm-hmm. sports bill last year, right. and then this year we and have the promise he was going to protect trans people in the future. The promise yeah. he and was going to protect trans Look people and that. reduce harm, but but here we are, and and we have the the. Uh, um, I believe it was uh, SB 16 that Mm -hmm. moved through the fastest um, this year in our legislative session. Oh, my Lanta. Yeah. Oh, my Lanta. (laughs) No, I love that. I love that. I'm glad y'all are holding him accountable because that's what we need today in Utah legislation. Thank you. Um, You know, just to wrap things up real quick, I was wondering where can KRCL listeners find you two on social media? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, You can find me largely on Insta and TikTok under Not Agenda. That's N-O-T-T-A underscore G-E-N-D-A. The whole slogan is not agenda, the agenda benda with an agenda. Love that. <laughs> Say Love that five that. times fast. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at my.hysteria. That's M-Y dot H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. You can also find me this weekend at the Quorum of the Queens at the Exchange Place. Nice. Yes, Love that. see it. Love that. Well, thank you two so much again for joining us. KRCL listeners, uh, up next on Radioactive, we are going to be joined by Salt Lake Community College student journalist, journalist goodness, excuse me, um, Ethan Udy, who was actually at a rally for trans rights and abortion rights yesterday at the Capitol. He's got some interviews, some audio segments he's going to play for us, and we would love for you to hear them. But before we get there, we're going to be listening to Believe Me by James and the Shame here on KRCL 90.9 FM. for Radioactive on KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Subaru Share the Love event, a partnership with local charities in delivering hope this holiday season. Learn more and info on how to get involved at markmillersubaru.com. Valentine's Day is Tuesday, February 14th, and we're ready to deliver some love out into the world with KRCL Listener Love Notes. Call the Love Note hotline and leave a message or shout out for that special person, local cause, or organization. Call 801-903-1279 to leave your Love Note. Then tune into KRCL Tuesday, February 14th from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. to hear love songs, breakup songs, makeup songs, and listener Love Notes on air. Find the number and the details at krcl.org. And don't wait. The hotline closes Friday, February 10th. KRCL listeners, what you just heard was Believe Me by James and the Shame here on KRCL 90.9. And listen to the lady. Send in your love notes. We would love to hear what you have to say. Uh, For tonight's segments of Rallies and Resources, we are joined here with Salt Lake Community College student journalist Ethan Udy. Ethan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. That's good. I'm glad you're doing tonight. I'm doing well. Perfect. Um, So, Ethan, I heard yesterday that you were at the uh, Salt Lake City Capitol for the Rally for Trans Rights and Abortion. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? So, um, I heard about this protest through the Red Hive Collective on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, They usually have stuff going on on Instagram about um, their protests, and they're always like... um, post on their stories to protest that you can show up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one was specifically was to protest the legislative, sorry, <laughs> um, legislature that had been passed um, on trans youth and abortion. Gotcha. All right. Um, so I heard you got a couple of interviews there while you were there. I did. Yes, you did. All right. I mean, who did you talk to? 
Um, I talked, tried to mainly talk to people who experience had were impacted by this bill. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I talked to some of the people that, um, were trans. Um, I also talked to some cisgender people, Mm -hmm. um, just try to get like a mixture of views on the, on the topic. So. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll play that clip right now then. Um, I'm Blaze. Um, I'm with the Red Hive Collective. We're doing this protest today because um, trans people's rights, as well as most of the country's rights, have been taken away from both, they never had them in the first place, but from both police killings and discrimination and hatefulness being becoming systemic. Um, you know, we, we cannot let that happen. The, the politicians up there in session right now don't give a fuck about us. They don't, they don't care about the people. They, um, they're trying, they're getting us caught up on the wrong things. Uh, Dodge. Okay. My name's Winona. All right, and what are your pronouns? Uh, he, they. She, her. Okay, perfect. And uh, who are you guys with? Uh, we're with the Party for Socialism and Liberation. Okay, perfect. And what brings you here tonight? Um, yeah, we're here to speak out against these anti-democratic, violent bills against trans youth in Utah um, and show the lawmakers on this hill that um, they need to answer to us. Yeah, as well as speak out against the ongoing attacks against abortion rights. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very clear that uh, between attacks on trans lives, between attacks on access to abortion, that a lot of our rights are just on the chopping block here, and, and we're, here to, we're here to take a stand and organize against that. So what you just heard was Blaze from the Red Hive Collective, as well as Dodge and Winona from the Party for Socialism and Liberation, recorded and interviewed by Mr. Ethan Udy. Ethan, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like at the Capitol during these rallies? So at the Capitol, it was very tense, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, at a couple of protests that I've been to, uh, usually the, the air is kind of electric, but t- last night it was very um, a feeling of like desperation mm-hmm. and fear. And a lot of the people that I talked to um, were really angry about, yeah. the, about the laws that have been passed. And so... A lot of the people, like I said, had felt like they were fearful for what might come from this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I think they have every right to be fearful and apprehensive about the future moving forward in Utah legislation with these three bills passing. It's incredibly scary right now to be uh, trans and especially to be trans youth. Um, so I really appreciate that you were there to show your support for the community um, and talk to them, give them a voice. Because I mean, really, that's what Voices Amplified is all about. I mean, right, we're here right. to talk about local issues that affect local people. So I really appreciate you going out to show your support. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, now, is this the first rally that you had been to involving trans healthcare, or um, have there been no, others? No, I've been a couple this past summer when mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade was um, overturned. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with a couple of my friends, mm-hmm. and so we went out there to the Capitol to protest. That's good, that's good. I'm really glad to see all you folks out there in Salt Lake protesting for your rights and fighting back because that's really what we need to do. Um, You know, one of the questions I had actually about this protest most recently yesterday um, was the fact that it was on trans rights and health care as well as abortion. What do you think the link is there? Um, I'm not sure if I quite see a link because you had a different group of people there. Um, Well, like differing groups of people there. Mm -hmm. There were people that were um, protesting the both really, ah. but there were women there that were protesting the abortion laws mm-hmm. because it affected them, and they wanted to show their support for the trans um, youth of Utah. 
and vice versa. Gotcha, absolutely. So I mean, we're really seeing some intersectionality here uh, with the local Salt Lake community, which I really appreciate and I admire for all of y'all. Um, but I was just wondering for some clarification whether or not there was an intrinsic connection with the two protests or if... Oh, between the two protests. Yes. Sorry, I misunderstood yes. you. No, you're um, fine. No, I don't think so. Okay, all right, that's fair. I mean, you know, I figured it was probably going to be because of the fact that the Salt Lake government uh, local officials have been directly impacting people's health care. I mean, women's rights to abortion, that's bodily autonomy, you know, like right. everybody deserves that. Yeah, exactly. Which I think the same can be applied to trans health care as well. You know, it really saddens me hearing those clips, hearing these people talk. Like you said, there's just that tension. You know, these people, they just want rights. They just want bodily autonomy. They just want to be able to live their lives um, to the fullest. And it's really sad that that's being taken away from them. Right. And like the the other vibe that I got and when I was talking to a lot of people is that they just want to live their lives. This isn't impacting anyone, you yeah. know, this isn't hurting anyone. They're, they're making their own choices. This yeah. is their bodies. This is their freedoms being taken away. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, do you have any friends in the community that are going to be impacted by these laws? Um, me personally, no. Um, just because th these laws have been targeted more towards the youth. Mm -hmm. Um, but abortion, I could see that. Yes, I do have friends yeah, that could absolutely. be impacted by that. For absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, it's really, it's a really saddening trend seeing all these, I mean, last year it started with Roe v. Wade and then oh, right. moved into, you know, trans youth participating in sports. I mean, like, what is, what is with all this rhetoric? You know what I mean? What's going mm -hmm. on? Um, I think that people, what they don't understand, they fear. Mm -hmm. And I don't think any of them are trying to understand that either. Yeah. Um, the legislators that are passed, trying to pass these laws um, don't understand what impact they're gonna they're putting on these youth and these women um and i think they're only doing this because they are afraid just because they don't understand yeah yeah absolutely and i mean it's really saddening as well to see that trend move forward not just with trans healthcare and now with drag queens i mean it feels <laughs> it feels as though there's a sense of deep-rooted misogyny in a right, lot of these, if right. I may be so frank. Right. Um, but I appreciate you coming on air to talk with us about this. Yeah, I was um, happy to be on. Care to plug your socials? Uh, yeah, just uh, Instagram, um, at Ethan Beauty. Uh, I also have a Twitter that I live-tweet events. Um, I think it's uh, at Beauty underscore two. I believe. Gotcha. Wonderful. Well, Ethan, we so, so appreciate you taking the time to come on to KRCL with us. KRCL listeners, go check out Ethan uh, and stay tuned for our next segment where we talk about ex-Mormonism and social media with local hit TikTok sensations, Zelf on the Shelf. And to get us there, we're going to be listening to, oh my goodness, we're going to be listening to Mango featuring Adi Oasis by Camus here on KRCL. the Apollo Theater. Three nights, sold out. They don't do that anymore. Sharon Jones did. <laughs> KRCL's Music Meets Movies returns to Broovies in Salt Lake City on Thursday, February 9th for a screening of the 2017 film Living on Soul. Part concert film, part documentary, Living on Soul was filmed during the Daptone record label's three-night sold-out residency at the historic Apollo Theater in Harlem. Featuring music and interviews from Sharon Jones, Charles Bradley, Auntie Ballas, and more. The beginnings of Daptone were real scrappy. 
Charles Bradley was showing me how to level uh, radiator pipes, you know, and he would score us these black market Home Depot cards that we would, we would buy at a discount. Sharon did a lot of electricity with me. You know, I showed her how to wire the outlets as far as I could figure out. And I think that really set the tone for uh, the spirit of the label, which has always been driven by the soul and the hard work of the family. Join KRCL Thursday, February 9th at Brewvies in Salt Lake City. Tickets at the door at 6.30, movie at 7.30. Information at krcl.org. KRCL listeners, what you just heard was Mango featuring Adi Oasis by Camus. To join us on our next segment to talk about ex-Mormonism and social media with local sensation Zelf on the Shelf, we've got Salt Lake Community College student journalist Nicole Spearman. We've got Tanner Gillian and Samantha Shelley. How are you all doing tonight? Great. So good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm so glad to have you all on tonight. Um, Nicole, you wrote an article that was published in the Salt Lake Community College student paper, The Globe, about mm -hmm. these two and their TikTok shenanigans. Why don't you tell us about them? Um, yeah, so I wrote my paper on, like, ex-Mormons and, um, like, kind of, like, the culture on TikTok. The, there's a hashtag, hashtag ex-Mormon that's kind of blown up on TikTok, not even just in Utah, but, like, all over the world. Mm -hmm. And um, I interviewed Samantha about... Um, like kind of just about being an ex-Mormon and um, the impact that um, ex-Mormon TikTok, like the hashtag and the videos on there have on like um, younger generations. Mm -hmm. And um, I also wrote about a study that said how um, Gen Z is the least religious generation so really? far. So yeah, that's like what it was about, yeah. Fascinating, all right. Well, I mean, Tanner, Sam, I'd like to kick things over to you too. You know. I was just curious, how did you guys come to know each other? We met in college in an advertising class at BYU-Idaho. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, were you both members then at the time? Yes, yes. very much okay. so. Okay, gotcha. All right. Uh, the next question I have for you two is, when did you start having questions about your system of beliefs and your place in the church? Um, I think the questions kind of accumulate all the time mm -hmm. in in religious experience and but really came to a head at school um researching trying to answer people's questions trying to resolve questions of faith mm -hmm. and then finding those questions a little bit more complicated than <laughs> yeah <laughs> anticipated yeah absolutely i mean was it difficult opening up to each other about these questions or about other active members at the time um i don't think so i think we were that's why we kind of went through together is it felt pretty natural to just be able to discuss. Yeah, I I can't remember the exact moment because you had had um, questions before me. I don't remember what the first thing was that you opened up to me about. Because, I mean, it usually is quite daunting to reveal to another believing friend that you have doubts. I mean, that's not necessarily something that's going to go well. Especially in Rexburg. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally see that. Um, so then my next question to y'all is, what are your current spiritual beliefs and practices, if any at all? Mm. Um, well, I don't think we define ourselves as any one thing, but uh, I love a lot of things about Buddhism, Taoism, mm. sort of just mindfulness, contemplative traditions generally, I found mm. to be quite, well, very helpful in my life. Yeah. Um, I feel a sense of connection with nature. I love to spend a lot of time outdoors. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, spirituality is kind of a big question that <laughs> might take <laughs> yeah. a lot of time. But, uh, you know, trying to live in the present and to make the most of life and to uh, 
create and to collaborate and to try to reduce harm yeah and make art yeah <laughs> i mean that's all we can really hope for right yeah yeah so then what pushed you to look outside of the church well just uh discovering that it's truth claims were false mm -hmm. And yeah. then I think we were sort of plunged into nihilism. And then from mm. that point on, over the last seven, eight years, have just sort of, um, you know, been curious about spirituality generally um, as it's found in different traditions. And that's, yeah, I guess it's just been a lot of open-ended exploration and yeah. um, addressing questions of the soul as they come up. <laughs> gotcha. All right. I mean, jumping then over to Zelf on the Shelf, you guys have amassed about 30,000, I think, subscribers on YouTube. That's a pretty big margin. And then each of your videos are ranging anywhere from 100 to 200,000 views. You know what I mean? Oh, well, they <laughs> I, was I don't think it's yes, that they high. are. Dear I'm listeners. <laughs> With your here. help. <laughs> here on yeah. KRCL, we're branding tonight. Right, don't worry about it. Yeah, um, we have had a couple hit over the 100,000 mark. but I, yeah. They're I saying we're the biggest channel on <laughs> the platform. They're saying we're TikTok <laughs> sensations <laughs> channel. Virality, like never seen before right <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely our growth is quite rapid right now i think we've been doing this for how long six years but really? it's definitely exponential the growth and lately we've seen a huge boom in the last few months mm -hmm. really okay mm -hmm. why do you think that is i think we've got savvier about how to create content and you know titles and thumbnails and things that that dr draw maybe a wider audience because we've noticed that a lot of our audience lately is um well either from not from a religious background at all or the former Jehovah's Witnesses or mm -hmm. former Scientologists, former evangelicals. So I think we've done a good job casting a wider net lately. Yeah. And kind of being a bit more on trend with video topics maybe. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Do you feel like sorry, no go for um how even just like post religion, I guess, like not even just ex Mormons, but that kind of growing in popularity the last like couple years especially like on tiktok like, during quarantine and stuff like that do you feel like that has helped like your growth with like viewers yeah i'd say so i think a lot of people reevaluated their religious beliefs during the pandemic because mm -hmm. there was distance from you know physically showing up to a church right. so you had to that. think too with your thoughts all day yeah <laughs> and consume a lot of content yeah yeah <laughs> and just with tiktok as well the fact that the algorithm can just present you with content and you, you don't have to choose to click on it. I do feel like that sneaks in new ways for people to think it, that maybe wouldn't have got through before. Mm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, one of the other things I was kind of curious about, I mean, you had said you've been doing this for about six years or so now, if I'm correct. Uh, what inspired you to start? And also, what is the name in reference to? I've been dying to know. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, we met in a communications program and making content was always something that we were involved in together. And so as we were processing our Mormon faith transition, it just became the source of what we were making content about. Yeah. And, um, happened to be at a time when it was on on more people's minds. A lot of people were w discussing these kinds of things and being more open about it. And it was around the time the, the mass resignations beginning and starting to see a big boom. And uh, we were able to make a lot of connections and kind of just kick it off. So it just was kind of right place, right time. And uh, the name Zelf is um, 
Well, it's just a great name. You know, one syllable <laughs> starts with Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's the letter for a generation. Am I right? I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Love the um, branding. Man. But Zelf is a. Um, one time Joseph Smith was leading an army to fight the United States and <laughs> they, came, they came across a, a skeleton and, you know, as he was wont to do, he made up a little story about it and said, this is uh, a white Lamanite prophet warrior who fought in the Book of Mormon. Oh. And I was like, wow, that's great. Um, and I just thought that was such a funny story and a great name. So <laughs> we just yeah. we went with it and the shelf uh, kind of represents the... Uh, Latter-day Saints will refer to putting questions or doubts on the shelf rather than confront them mm-hmm. and try to sort them out. It's just, eh, just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Someday I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, the shelf thing. And we read a lot gotcha. of books in the channel, so there's the name. Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. I said we needed to come up with a more flashy origin story, <laughs> like an angel comes down Definitely. or something. We're workshopping that, so yeah. if you have any ideas. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'll hit you up with my writing prompts later. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> that's just such an interesting story. Um, honestly, not what I anticipated. I was kind of hoping that you were going to say something along the lines of, oh, well, you know, we're in Ikea one day, and we saw this little shelf, and we saw this little stuffed animal sitting on there, <laughs> and it's in Swedish, and it was called a Zelf. <laughs> and then I figured. But well, we do not. love Ikea, so it's not not true. Hey, Ikea, <laughs> they're waiting for a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I passed out in an Ikea <laughs> heard a loud voice saying so <laughs> here's your origin story I mean, we've already got it written up here on the show I love that you heard it here first <laughs> you heard it here first on KRCL 90. we've always 9. said it <laughs> yeah. just kidding you did not hear it here first we've said this for a while so then with your videos like I said on TikTok Instagram YouTube amassing you know thousands of views at this point um, I'm sure you guys have made a lot of connections to the local community. How has it been trying to translate your online audience to a in-person, non-virtual audience? That is an interesting question because we don't, we we haven't thus far done live events. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that, I mean, there's people we sort of meet through various things we go to, like the Mormon Stories mm-hmm. podcast community is quite booming and we've gone to some stuff with that. But I mean, out our connections are mostly virtual, I'd say. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, good to know. To go along kind of with that, um, after leaving the church, did you feel like your daily lives and like the, and living in Utah, which is a very um, Mormon community in a lot of the state, did you feel like um, you had a lot of like backlash, I guess, of like people that you like know? And how is that? You know, we were both living in Logan at the time when we went through that transition, and you know, it's den- uh, definitely more of a Mormon dense population. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, we, we were there a pretty short time and didn't know a ton of people anyway. Yeah. And so it wasn't as dramatic as, <coughs> as if we had left, like in Rexburg, um, which we couldn't mm-hmm. have done because then you lose your accreditation and yeah. you can't graduate and you get your credits don't transfer. Uh, kind of a mess um, <laughs> yeah. although we did have i mean i know i had numerous friends from college unfriend me on facebook oh, oh yeah, really? definitely life, some lifelong friends that kind of stepped away some yeah but it's been interesting over the years to see some of those return and um it seems like everybody kind of from all sides of the aisle has had to to kind of mature a little bit yeah. and learn like okay if we're gonna we have to learn how to live with each other yeah. even if we're you know living different life paths or whatever it yeah is. yeah absolutely i mean i think that's really fascinating a lot of people that i've met 
uh, post-religion and pre-religion in these intermixed discussions, it's so much of like, oh, well, why can't you just stand when somebody has a differing opinion than you? And I'm like, well, you know, your differing opinions go against my right to live. So (laughs) 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 definitely intimidating being in Utah, being surrounded by such an LDS concentrated community. I'm sure it was really difficult for you guys. Um, So I really appreciate that you're here to talk about this, to shed your light, um, and to let other people know that there are people out there who know what it's like to go through that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, be a lonely experience yeah. so it is nice to be able to even virtually just kind of be a version of a friend to people that don't necessarily have that physically yeah and what's been interesting too is you know when i was first questioning it was like you know being the character in a dystopian movie <laughs> who realizes <laughs> that you're living in a dystopian you're yeah. like wait what the heck yeah and um you know, feeling so alone in that way to then having a friend to confide in, Mm -hmm. to then meeting smaller groups of people who shared ideas to now reaching people who aren't even of a Mormon background, Mm -hmm. but, you know, like Samantha was saying earlier, ex-evangelical, ex-Jehovah Witnesses, Mm -hmm. and realizing how this is kind of a much broader uh, phenomenon that's happening and that uh, we all share, uh, a lot of us in the world today, and... um, it's something that unites us and uh i don't know it's part of our humanity it feels like we're all growing up together which is exciting Mm -hmm. i like Um, that that's very well put yeah yeah i feel like a focus of our channel and something that is growing in the world generally is is not just deconstructing religion but kind of deconstructing all the ways we've been conditioned to think and you know the ways that culture has imposed itself on us and so yeah, I think that's something we definitely want to do, continue doing with the channel is is taking a step outside just religion and looking at the whole picture because yeah. it's all related. And the, the psychological mechanisms that keep people in religion are the same ones that keep people in all kinds of beliefs that don't necessarily serve them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really, I really admire that, that you're taking a more holistic approach to post-religion, especially ex-Mormonism um, being a rather high-demand religion. Um, I just was wondering where can KRCL listeners find you guys on social media? Uh, YouTube is up on the shelf. Mm -hmm. YouTube is our main platform. And then Patreon. (laughs) 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 Give them the check, please. But yeah, we're on on TikTok, of course, Instagram. Um, If you look up on the shelf, you'll find us. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we're everywhere, but YouTube is our main thing. Gotcha. All right. Well, KRCL listeners, please check out Zelf on the Shelf on TikTok, Instagram, as well as YouTube. Go like, follow, subscribe, all of the things. And stay tuned for our end of the show wrap up where we discuss sports as well as some cop culture nuggets uh, just to round things off. And to get there, we're going to be listening to Way to Be Loved by Tops. KRCL listeners, that was once again Way to Be Loved by Tops here on KRCL 90.9 FM. Uh, to wrap up tonight's evening, we are going to be discussing sports with a Mr. Sean Stetson, Salt Lake Community College student journalist. Sean, how are you doing tonight? Good, Brayden. Thank you for having me. This is Sports with Sean. And thanks to Laura, our executive producer last week, giving me a story about the Utah Warriors, the rugby team. They, oh. uh, they partnered with a French or a European uh, professional rugby team that's like the winningest in Europe. And they've won like five European Cups and 21 French tournaments. So they're a big deal. And they're trying to promote the, the brand of rugby. And it's ironic. Last week, I was saying that Utah doesn't have any you know, major league teams. 
and they Utah is one of the founding members of a major league rugby team. Really? So it's pretty cool. I had no idea. Yeah. And they're going to announce some stuff coming up over the next few weeks of exhibition matches in North America, including Utah. And the next match that I'm going to be going to because I'm going to try to see them Killing it, is, uh, you know, the Dallas Jackals versus the Utah Warriors. Uh, February 25th at 2 at the Zions Bank Stadium in Harriman. So that's the Utah news. Uh, today was also <laughs> Groundhog's Day, oh. which uh, Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow. So six oh, more weeks no. of winter, which is good news if you're in Utah, you know, for the ski slopes and stuff like that. Also bring water to the Great Salt Lake, hopefully. That is true. That is true. We but that is water. sports. Stay close. You might learn something. <laughs> Love that. That has a nice ring to it. You know, we've also got um, Salt Lake Community College student journalist Haley Askerland here, who's going to be hosting next week's Thursday night Hi, show for sure Radioactive. How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling pretty good. A little bit nervous. First yeah. time on radio, but um, I'm really excited, and yeah. I think it's going to be a fun show. I, I bet it is going to be a fun show. I'm really excited for you. You know, I don't know that much about sports as I suffer from a chronic limp wrist, um, but I do know a little bit about Yonce and the fact that she recently announced her world tour for her Renaissance album. I don't know if you guys are excited like I am, but I, I mean, know those I tickets are going to be Beyonce, expensive. Yeah, yeah, sure. The world tour, sure. That's, pretty, that's pretty crazy. What do you mean, sure? Well, I mean, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. She's Beyonce. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Haley, how do you feel about it? Um, Beyonce is cool. Yeah, I think this is going to be really exciting. I hope yeah. I get to go. Yeah, I'm really excited as well. Did y'all also hear that Netflix is no longer allowing password sharing between friends? Actually, that mm. is crazy. Uh, I'm still going to keep mine on <laughs> Netflix, but I mean, whoever's used my password, sorry, no more. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I think it's really silly. Uh, I noticed a lot of tweets, people pointing out the fact that Netflix said that love is sharing a password way back in 2017, and here they are. So I guess Netflix announced in February in Black History Month that love is dead, y'all. Wow. Love is dead. I cannot believe that. That's crazy. I, I did. I'm going to have to read up on that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then have either of y'all been catching up with HBO Max's The Last of Us? I, you know what, I have, and I'm getting spoiled on TikTok because obviously it's a video game, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's almost frame for frame mm -hmm. like the the game the show is. Mm -hmm. So I'm like really conflicted because I know all that happens. So I'm hoping they change it up a little bit. But what about you? You know. I'm a little bit of a fake fan. I played the game, but I haven't God. seen the show yet. So <laughs> I was hoping that maybe one of you two could fill me in. Uh, but KRCL listeners, I just wanted to give a huge thank you to everybody on my team tonight that made this show possible. Uh, everything went really smooth, and it's all thanks to all of you. So you guys give yourself a little round of applause. Woo -woo! We did it. Team boss. We did it. Uh, and I would also like to kick ahead a little shout out to next week's show. Uh, same time, same place, Thursday night here on KRCL 90.9 FM with the Miss Haley Askerland. That's right. Tune in. Tune in. Thank you so much. Yo, Salt Lake City.